Yeah, I just want to. I want to save it until we start. Mm-hmm. I'll do it again. I like to clap. Oh, I just tooted it again. Gosh dang it, man. <laughs> so we're recording. We're recording. <laughs> try not to. Try not to smell it. <laughs> and try not to. It's bad. <laughs> I want. I wonder with a fart if you smell all of it right away, so does it go away during quicker? Your intro, Andrew, and during your closing and stuff, or whoever does it. Yeah. This that I would look at it. Okay. You're talking to people. Yeah. Okay. For the yeah, yeah. as soon as but I did the introduction. Sure when you're talking to each other. You're looking yeah. at each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Here when you're yeah, yeah. Yeah. Slash doing a Theo yeah. Vaughn, which is like looking up at like random objects and then like or when you he. Could, like, like get surprised by stuff. Oh. Like that. <laughs> Gosh dang it, man! That so, smells so, so bad. So I have a theory about yeah. the smell of toots. I think. I think, like, it goes away immediately. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't stay in the air necessarily. Mm-hmm. What you're smelling is, like, residual flow. Does that make sense? Like, like it's seeping just out. Just extra, yeah, like, and then as soon as it's done particles, seeping, you smell just it. Like, like... I, no, I think that's, I think that was, like, a myth that's, like, kind of busted yeah. as far as, like, you're actually smelling, yeah. like, fecal flakes per se is like, it like a like a cave a, that opens up that isn't closing yeah, and just yeah ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah anyway um welcome this is episode one of fishing is a simulation yes, it is. so i'm andrew this branson is, this is branson yeah. so uh what we're gonna get into today is the fishing in upper tampa bay we both live on upper tampa bay and safety mm-hmm. harbor yep. that's where we do a majority of our fishing yeah if you fish Upper Tampa Bay and you're not a captain, you probably understand that those are the hardest to fish redfish, specifically redfish. For sure. Yeah. That I have ever fished. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I grew up fishing in the intercoastal. Yeah. And then the bay was like a treat for me back then. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the redfish, kind of the evolution of the bay as we fished it. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to creep in to the rabbit hole of conspiracies if you want to call it conspiracies slash theories about the and I'm, i might butcher this so forgive me if i do tokabago tribe, tribe. Tokoboga yeah. tribe um obviously from yeah so so there's there's some some craziness that have to do with the fish yeah. and the storms yeah. that have to do with the tokaboga tribe so mm-hmm. we're going to get into that a little bit too yeah. in the craziness but we'll start we'll give each other kind of an introduction tell you our kind of what we do with fishing how we mm-hmm. fish uh, why it's different about our lifestyles. We have different lifestyles. Yeah, for sure. Um, you're about to join the club of yes. children, so yes. you're about to understand that yeah. uh, fishing is more of a privilege mm-hmm. than we've ever thought necessary. Um, you go first, and then yeah, I'll, I'll for go. sure. Um, so my fishing evolution, I would say, I've, I've been here for a long time. My family's been here forever. I'm a Florida native, so I've been able to kind of do everything when it comes to starting out pond hopping, doing bass, going to piers and evolving into i guess you could say of course fishing less because family gets in the way life gets in the way job gets in the way but really fine-tuning what i've done and i would say that when i started out fishing it was more just your basic inshore us going on the kayak right right you know uh, yeah yeah uh, Yeah. meat packing it on the kayak together (laughs) and um catching trout off of the dunian causeway things like that with the carrot stick with carrot sticks you know having just it was more opportunistic but having a lot more time, I would say, you know, we would use pretty much anything. It didn't matter. Shrimp, pinfish, yeah. paddle tails. It really didn't matter what we caught fish on. We just wanted to catch fish. Right. I mean, that's really like right. what it came down to. And as we've gotten older, and I, I feel this way, it, it's been more of like a, okay, now I want to catch fish like this. Okay. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm, you know, No, and, I know exactly yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And 
when I moved to Safety Harbor, which was shortly after you did, um, I was still wanting to really just be like, I just want to catch fish. Like, I don't really care, like, you know, what I catch them on. I'll use live bait. I'll use artificials. It doesn't matter. Um, And then it kind of progressed to, okay, so I've I've figured out these fish. It's very difficult. Now I want to start catching them on topwater. So, you know, that's where the greatest lure known to man comes into play, the Ozuri pencil. pencil, Um, And using that, still having a hard time catching those redfish because they're they're hard to catch. I mean. But would you say, like, with the pencils, and again, this is what I've noticed. Tell me if you agree. There's really only one color, which is bone. The fish that you do get, so yeah. it's 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 kind of like musky fishing, like it's a thousand casts mm-hmm, for sure. But the fish that you do get are yeah. all quality fish that are yes, on top water, sure. all like yeah, mid to upper slot fish. Yeah. You're not catching a lot of those mm. small rats. Would you no. agree with that? Yeah, for sure. On top, water. and I mean, li- yeah. really, if you think about it, the only time that I think I've caught a small redfish was when we were when we wait we were waiting that one time a while back and um we were throwing paddle tails and i caught like some smaller fish yeah but yeah over by the creek there yeah yeah um but like for the most part like all of them are quality fish and like that progressing from like top water to saying now like hey you know i'd love to inshore fish and you know i love to do it but now i kind of just want to do it on fly right and i think that's where i'm at right now is targeting these fish at very i would say particular times because one we're we're working we have a family or i'm almost in the life where i have a family and saying i have this window of you know two hours where i can get out so i'm really going to be like all right this is the tide i want to do this is when i want to go out and i'm going to target these fish on fly and i I would say that i'm starting to catch more fish which typically i would say is the opposite because fly is harder you know i i think it is harder to catch fish in certain instances you know the only thing i would say not as a disagreement Mm -hmm. but to kind of to the opposite of that point what i noticed in the bay versus um and i guess i'll then i'll just get in my introduction then so i grew up fishing the intercoastal um so really my two zones were like honeymoon caladesi and fishing either the beaches or the causeway Mm -hmm. or that surrounding area when i was a kid and then once we got access to a boat when my dad got a boat then we were still hovering in that area mm-hmm. of Dunedin, yeah. where you know where I grew up, and yeah. then but fishing the Spoil Islands, mm-hmm. fishing the no motor zones, yeah. but kind of it's the same water, it's just yeah. different little spots. But the then, standard old man fishing, yeah, yeah, basically it was it was gulp and it yeah. was cut bait, yeah. and and it's productive, yeah, oh, very productive yeah. and a blast for kids. So mm-hmm. when I like, so like I have three kids, so when I take yeah. my kids out, I'm cut bait fishing because mm-hmm. if they're on the boat with me. It's about catching fish yeah. pretty much as quickly and as long as possible because if we're going to be out for three hours, I know only like mm-hmm. 30 minutes of it's going to be to fishing, yeah. and yeah. then the rest of the time is going to be entertaining, making yeah. sure they don't fall off, yeah. and all of the you know mm-hmm. other things that go with it. There is no like sight fishing with yeah. with three kids on a boat. Yeah. There's there's nothing like yeah. that. At least, At least not, not, that age. not yet. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's kind of what I grew up doing, and then as I progressed in – I guess you could say once I got into like sight fishing and I kind of understood how a redfish works, yeah. uh, redfish has like always been like the attraction for me for some mm-hmm. reason. Like I've caught big snook mm-hmm. and that's great. Yeah. I love it. But like some guys, like their life is about catching a giant snook or about yeah. catching a giant tarpon or about yeah. like I've caught decent sized tarpon. Mm-hmm. I've caught really small tarpon on yeah. fly and like ponds and yeah. like hopping all over Ozona and Palm Harbor and those areas that, yeah. you know, everybody knows like as a, in high school like those are the spots to go mm-hmm. catch a little tarpon at so i've done all that it's, it's a blast like i love all kinds of fishing yeah, it's fun. um but 
once I got into sight fishing and then really like the guy that introduced me to fly fishing, my younger brother, Adam started out like you remember Kevin Brandt, the mm-hmm. dude down there yeah. on, yeah. on, uh, yeah. I think he's in Palm Harbor down yeah, there downtown shirts. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he had like the, the knockoff guy, Harvey, but it, yeah. the artwork was better yeah. type of a guy. So Adam got like a fly set up from this dude when he was in like middle school. I remember that. Yeah. So, like secretly, Adam was kind of like the trendsetter because fly fishing was not cool. Like mm-hmm. fly fishing is cool now. Yes, like that's the is. community. Yeah, it's very sure. like yeah. Skinny Water made a big mm-hmm. impact into that, and like a bunch of these other companies have yeah. kind of followed suit. So like fly fishing is like the cool thing to do yeah. now. So Adam kind of got into that and then started t- tying flies and fishing. I think he had like a Ross, like an old Ross reel, like a gold. I I, I don't know what it was, yeah. but and like a cheap rod, but like it wasn't an expensive setup. Yeah. So then. Fast forward to, like, high school, Alex, my older brother, gets into it, and then he becomes, like, kind of the nerd with it. Mm-hmm. And then when he moved to South Florida, the fishing totally changed because now it's, like, nothing by boat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really sight fishing. It's fishing canals and lakes for saltwater fish, which yeah. saltwater and freshwater. So you got a peacock bass and a mm-hmm. snooker or a tarpon mm-hmm. sitting right next to each other. So once Alex started fly fishing, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, then I got into it. Yep. So I went down and I saw, and I, I don't know who he is, but this was 15 years ago, probably. Um, guy with long hair, Bill Jackson's. He was on Geofish, I think. The oh, uh, Cody or something? No, Brian Jill was on yeah, Geofish. Yeah. yeah but so Cody was the other guy that was always okay, there. Okay, so I, 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 I yeah. can remember if he was, but yep. like Geofish was like, man, whatever these guys are doing, yep. like this is the coolest yep. thing ever. Oh, and they're doing it like on yeah. fly. It was so, like the coolest video ever. So yeah. I bought like a Lamson Lightspeed and like a TFO Mangrove, mm-hmm. not the Mangrove Coast, like the original Mangrove. Yep. And it was like sweet. And then that, like, progressed into my introduction into Tampa Bay, Mm -hmm. the upper part of the bay. So I had a buddy that lived on Upper Tampa Bay by the airport. And you could see this flat washes out from Allen's Creek. So I would wade behind his house. And, like, the first time I went with Fly, like, I had bought, like, the ugliest giant, like, crabs, like, just whatever I picked out. Like, I knew nothing about flies. Mm -hmm. I just picked stuff out at Bill Jackson's and, and went out. Yeah. And, like, short sleeve shirt, like, stripping sleeves and, like, whatever line and leader. Like, it, it was all mismatched, and it was probably ridiculous. But, yeah. like, I caught four redfish the yeah. first time I ever went fly fishing yeah. at that spot. Yeah. So I had dabbled around, and, like, I knew how to cast and everything. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I used – I remember I used Royal Wolf Triangle Taper, like, saltwater line. Sick. And I thought it was the best thing ever because yeah. it was, like, this yeah. crystal blue color. It was yeah. sweet. But I caught four redfish that day blind casting. Yeah. Okay? And, like, one time, like, I had a – like, I had some kind of a tangle in my reel, mm-hmm. and my line was out as I'm getting it out. And yeah. I, when I reeled it in, like, I had I had a redfish. And nothing was big, but, mm-hmm. like, that was my aha moment of yeah. Tampa Bay is what fishing is supposed to be. This was For in sure. my head yeah. of the fish do what they're designed to do. Like, yeah. like I grew up fishing the bridges at the, the causeway, mm-hmm. like, a lot. So guys would catch like the most random stuff out there and like yeah. every once in a while some guy would catch a redfish on like a squid rig yeah. and yeah. like a triangle weight and i was like this is just like this isn't how i picture redfish yeah. to be like yeah. they're not they're not supposed to be hanging out of mm-hmm. bridges and again this is my teenage mind yeah. so then i get into the bay and i'm like wow so like the guys that i'm watching on tv growing up ca and ray van horn and and uh the shallow water shows every once in a while mark sosin was kind of the offshore guy but like rick murphy and all those guys that were blair wiggins yeah the the mogan man Man. so as soon as the mogan man would come out um ripping darts yeah yeah yeah. um uh made movies (laughs) i'm thinking about blair wiggins but that was like now i get to fish like these guys do because they go out and they're like i'm gonna target redfish today like i never targeted anything Mm -hmm. but but 
it mixed through and then that so take fly fishing and then put it in tampa bay and change my scenery the bay came like the holy the holy grail of fishing mm-hmm. to me it's like it's this mystical place yeah. that's ready to be explored and then at that point me and my brother my older brother got a john boat and we, we you you've yeah. been on that john you were on that john yeah. boat many times we took it out in the still mostly in the intercoastal but like a couple times a year we were like i remember we were like afraid to go in the bay because everybody said the water's like tough to navigate yeah. out there like yes yeah. like out here you can you can pretty much see whatever you're gonna hit like yeah, unless you go part. north like north of Anclote and mm-hmm. stuff like into pasco there's a lot of rocks and stuff but for the intercoastal for the most part there's like mm-hmm. nothing really that hidden like that yeah. you're gonna hit you can pretty much run anywhere yeah. uh in just about any boat mm-hmm. So the bay was always like this mystical place, and we yeah. finally like would go out and fish here, and we'd have like some banger days. Yeah. And then we'd have days where we didn't catch anything, but we would yeah. see like a hundred fish yeah. plus, like on the shoreline in this like aluminum boat. Like mm-hmm. that was the bay I thought I was yeah. moving to when I moved. Yes. And I would definitely say so. I moved to Safety Harbor in 2019 yep. and started fishing that flat there by the house. Um, the Philippi, I, I mean the Philippi flat, if you want to call it that, yeah. but it's basically between Philippi Park and the spa. Yep. And it's super high pressured. Yes. Super high pressured. Sure. Yeah. So I would yeah. say, kind of to transition now into your thoughts on okay, so we fish that flat. Yeah. The most of any other spot in the bay, I would say, because yeah. I mean we're we're there just about every week. Yeah. I mean we're we're there a lot. Um, and, and I think it's interesting, and this kind of transitions into that, where you're saying about the redfish and just the fish in general, you know, in the intercoastal, but mainly the redfish. It's almost as if the redfish in the bay are a whole other species. Mm. Um, they, to me, they act like a bonefish. They're always moving. They're never stopping. And I think it has a lot to do with what it's like there, um, is there's not a lot of grass. There's not a lot of things for them to tail on. We see some fish tailing every once in a while, you know, um, I would say. But I, I think that it has the fa- it has a lot to do with the fact of their location and what they do. Um, and I think that's what makes them harder to, harder to fish so, and catch. So, so rewind real quick to your comment about tailing. Yep. So, so like in high school, mm-hmm. when I would go red fishing with my dad and brothers, and you did this plenty of times too with the neighbor that lived across the street from my parents, yep. we would go out to Caladesi yep. and basically fish – I like to think of it, it was pretty much the same school for like 10 years of yep. fish. And it was, yep. sometimes it was 50 fish, sometimes it was mm-hmm. 300 fish. Yep. And they were all like giants. Yes. And they all tailed exactly. in a school. In a giant school. I have yep. not seen that w- one time since no. I fished the bay. I've, I've heard from other people that they do it, but I've never seen it. Now, I've seen a few redfish, you know, tail. I've seen a lot of fish slide in mud yeah, where they're okay. literally on their like belly. belly crawl, yeah, Belly yeah. crawling. And those fish are sick. Yeah. And you think when you see those fish, you're like, this is said this is done like i'm catching this fish and then you pick up your line and they spook yeah and it's like what did i just do like i didn't do anything or you think this is the perfect fly i have the perfect i have the perfect pattern this is exactly what i need to throw and they just completely like disappear like they just go i just don't understand it like why why are these fish so hard compared to what we were used to yeah and i mean it was like like, I hate to use the term, like, redfish are kind of dumb. The redfish I grew up catching were kind of dumb. Yeah. Because you could catch them at any given time. And yeah. when they're schooled up, maybe maybe it's a different – maybe it's, like, a different thought. And, again, I'm not, like, a, a biologist or anything there. I can tell you the, the facts behind this. But mm-hmm. it seems to me that when redfish are schooled up, mm-hmm. they are far, far, far less spooky and far easier sure. to catch. Yeah. Yeah. It, will the school spook? 
Yeah, it'll spook, but like you can make a whole bunch of noise. But or... again, and you remember this fishing those those that big school of fish behind mm-hmm. Caladesi, everyone would throw in and you would double or triple up pretty much every yeah. time. Yeah. Then the school would disappear. You'd yeah. land those fish and then you'd sit there for 15 minutes mm-hmm. and then all you had to do was wait and, and then the school would up. pop up. Yeah. They'd pop back up 50 yards or 100 yeah. yards away and then you'd go yeah. find them again and you could do that all night long. Yeah. And we had 10. 15 fish nights in like an hour and a half two hours yeah. because again you just fish until yeah you couldn't see anymore it, it's just weird because like in those situations you the example of what those fish are doing or what those fish are acting like you should be catching them right and then over here in the intercoastal you you do they do you it. see yeah. it and they yeah. they react the correct way in the bay they don't yeah when you see a fish tailing or you see a fish along a mangrove line and you're like, well, this fish is definitely oh, going to Oh, 100%. Eat. And he yeah. doesn't. You're like, well, why did that happen? Yeah. You know, why did this fish act differently? And it, it is almost as if they're a different species to me. They are, like, without a doubt, the spookiest of any fish mm-hmm. that I've ever seen. They're the spookiest. Yeah. yeah. And I know we're talking about redfish, but the snook, the snook aren't like that. The snook pretty much react the way that you want to react. The to. small snook do, I yes. think. Now, granted, you've had a lot better success with the, bigger ones. with the bigger snook yes. than I have. Yeah. But, like, whereas... See, you, you've got the paddleboard. So, like, if, if mm-hmm. I'm waiting and we meet each other out there, like, you're usually on the board. Yeah. So you can get a little bit further than, A, I'm willing to walk, mm-hmm. and, B, I have the time to do, frankly. Yeah. But you can commit a little bit more time at this point in your life to doing that. Yeah. Whereas if I'm going to do that, usually I'll do it from the boat. Mm-hmm. And um, I've just pretty recently learned that trolling motors are probably the – best worst thing for fishing yes at least in the water that we do it in because again our happy place is six inches to a foot of water where we can see everything yeah and nobody wants to pull i mean let's be honest if you use well and yes but it's fun to be pulled yes but to actually get back there it's it's not yeah it's not fun no but if you this is a very blanketed statement but i believe it to be true if you use a trolling motor in upper tampa bay Mm -hmm and you're not bait fishing, if you're fly fishing, or if you're, and again, fly fishermen are going to laugh at me because you don't use a trolling motor anyway. You guys are freaks. Um, You will not catch a fish up there. It's impossible. I agree. Now, again, you can can pull up to a little creek washing out and and chum it with bait, and the bait guys can do just fine. Mm -hmm. Like, that's fine. That's shooting fish in a barrel. But, like, if you're talking about what we are, I don't know if passion is a strong term, but, like, passionate about the way that we fish up Mm -hmm. there you're not going to be able to use a trolling motor and catch them. For sure. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. And I think that it has a lot to do with, you know, maybe it has something to do with, like, the murkiness of the water. The water's super murky up there normally. There's a few yeah. spots, I mean, a, f- a few spots where the water gets clear, you yeah. know. But for the most part, that water is murkier, and maybe those fish have changed, and they have a more pronounced lateral line so they can feel things, you know. So, I mean, I, I don't know, you know. But I, I think that I just recently, I would say, started to catch the redfish on fly. Yeah, it took, and it's not. It's not, you know. It's only one or two, maybe. You know, it's not a whole bunch. So. so it's funny you say that that you just recently did. I was in the same boat. So when I first moved, no pun intended, when I first moved there, I probably fished for a solid year mm-hmm. before I caught the first redfish. I caught plenty of snook. I got yeah. like a thirty-five out there on yeah. a top water in yeah. a rainstorm that was freaking awesome. Yeah, that was a tank. that was a big that was a yeah. big fish, and it was yeah. on top water. Big girl. So I had caught plenty of snook. I feel like I had figured them out mm-hmm. fishing in like the in Mullet Creek. So yep. again, I could catch them on top water yep. at any given time. Yep. Or if I wasn't catching them on top water, I knew I could pretty much tie like an NLB in mm-hmm. or some kind of paddle tail, uh, yep. like a boner or glow on, yep. and probably catch 
two or three, you know, 20 inch fish, nothing yeah. big, yeah. but there was plenty of big fish in there. Mm-hmm. The snook were the easy part because they act like pretty much every they act other like snook, snook, right? Yeah. A snook is a snook for the most part. Yeah. But once you get, and again, I, I would say I fished Anklote last week and I would say the snook that we saw out there were just as spooky as the redfish that we saw out there and we didn't catch anything that day. The yeah. only follow that we even got was a big snook and that was on fly. Yeah. You said something earlier though about the fly fishing being harder. I think the conclu- one of the conclusions, or really the big conclusion I've come to, is as nice as it is for me to go out and power fish because mm-hmm. I wade most of the time. Yeah. It's nice to go out and chuck a pencil because I can mm-hmm. throw it three miles. Yeah. I can yeah. cover a ton of water. But I think the subtle presentation of a fly mm-hmm. gets eaten twice as much as any other yeah. soft plastic. Yeah artificial for that sure a spinning guy or a bait caster guy is going to throw yeah i agree that's my opinion no. because you've shown that the success on that you 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 had that day where you caught those two big overslot reds mm-hmm. on fly yeah. it's like if i would have been on a paddleboard next to you pitching a soft plastic like would i have caught those fish probably yeah. not but you were throwing a small fly mm-hmm. something that's very unassuming yeah. that probably just caught their eye in the bottom but didn't spook them because mm-hmm. they didn't really know it was there until the last minute, yep. and then out of reaction they bit it. Yes. They weren't searching for that. Yep. Whereas if they hear something coming from a while away or a good ways away, so like a soft plastic mm-hmm. making a tail beat or a top water, like they hear it far before they see it, so they're already on guard. Mm. Does that make sense? So yeah. I think the presentation of really any fly, specifically yeah. a crustacean fly, yeah. like you've been catching them on, it's so less intimidating mm-hmm. that you can trick a big fish a lot easier on yeah. fly my opinion yeah in the bay than you can yeah, yeah. on spinning gear for sure and, and i think going back to the, the the pattern is very important because i've been paying attention to and listening to one captains that yeah. we know that are using certain things or right. seeing what they're they're eating yeah the um, guys that are truly out there every yeah day. yeah so yeah. i mean if, the, if they give you a, a hint or you, you see like a certain crab that's on the ground yeah. look at that and be like there's there might be a good chance that that redfish oh, yeah. is going to be eating that and that's helped me a lot too is like kind of getting smart with it and saying well i know i was catching them on this in the intercoastal but let's not do that anymore let's completely yeah. change oh, yeah. it up it's completely and, different. and try something different using something maybe even smaller than what you're used to using um or maybe a little bit bigger than what you're used to using depending on what the bait is like um you know i, I think that 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 helped me a lot for sure and being quiet too so. one one thing uh, that like completely blows me away about the bay compared to the intercoastal and this is like the the like magical part about mm-hmm. the bay for me is like I can fish Safety Harbor, Olsmar, and say like stop it like Mobley, yeah. right? And that's like one fishery. Yeah. I can go over to Rocky Point mm-hmm. and that's a completely different fishery. For sure. Yeah. Weedon Island. Then yeah. you go down to Weedon Island yeah. and now you introduce pinfish in. Yeah. So that's like for those of you that may not know, like there's no pinfish in Upper Tampa Bay, and supposedly. if you ca- supposedly, supposedly, yeah. But I can tell you from experience, I've never seen one. I've never yeah. caught one. I've sat out there and tried to jump for bait many yeah. times without pinfish showing up. Yeah. You go down to this like the southern part of Weedon Island, like Feather Sound area, pinfish everywhere. Yeah. It's like fishing out here again yeah. to me to, in the intercoastal. Yeah. That's what it reminds me yeah. of. Complete. There's like, that's really the furthest south I've gone in a boat in the mm-hmm. bay, and yeah. I, I would say the upper part of Tampa Bay. Yeah. Is really down to that southern end mm-hmm. of Weedon Island. Like, I fish the Big Island Gap and mm-hmm. the airport and things like that. But, yeah. like, there's, like, it's like all of a sudden you get on the other side of the Howard Franklin and 
pinfish pop up, the fishery changes again. Yeah. So like Upper Tampa Bay is really like several different fisheries that like it's like states like mm-hmm. you've got Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, yeah. and like Alabama. Yeah, it's totally and, different. And stuff. It's completely different, yeah. and I love that part of it. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's like that that bridge is like almost like a barrier for like a lot of different things. It's you know? crazy. Um, I mean, even like when we've had like the hurricanes or like supposed hurricanes come up there, um, you know, like things get saved because of that bridge, you know, and the waters maybe go up as high or something like that. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting that that upper, upper Tampa Bay is a totally different ball game compared it's, to everything it's else. So, so it's crazy. Yeah. Have you, do you have a lot of experience um, like in the, We have 30 minutes. Uh, for 25, okay. so we're just a good point to stop. Yeah. If you have a seven-minute point, and then we have five minutes left. This is pretty good. I feel like it's going good. Yeah. So. I haven't been listening up a lot, but I feel like it's My phone wasn't on loud, by the way. Okay, I heard that. I just wanted to make sure. That cause well, it was vibrating. Yeah, maybe the vibration I'll, might be good. I'll set it over here. Well, yeah, the it, vibration it wasn't on of the cars. Hold on one second, because Andrew just tried to call me. Andrew Harvey, I want to oh. make sure there's not an emergency. Was that the? Oh. Hey, sorry. What's going on? Peep up, boop. Peep up, peep boop. Peep boop, boop. Peep boop. Peep up, boop. Peep up, boop. Yep. Correct. What a coincidence. I mean, I think we're, we can start to get to the point where we're getting weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you need something. When does he leave? We should get tinfoil hat. Oh, and he's gone? And for, he's on vacation now? Okay, so he's gone yeah. for like a week. So this weekend and then next weekend, basically. Okay. Yeah, I mean, once he gets back in town, he'll be available. But yeah, if if you need, if if there's an emergency, yes, I'm your, I'm your what is point that of contact. One in the top left. That's weird. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, you should do okay. Yeah, I mean, worst worst like, case, worst like case, the, I can the, go in until you get like there. The but like going. half of the stuff I don't remember, so I'd have <laughs> to be on the phone with you and be like, "What's the code again for this?" Like I remember how to turn everything on, but I don't remember some that of the, some of the yeah. codes. And then be there until eight until yeah. you can get there or whatever yeah. the case may be. But yeah, just yeah. either way, we'll stay. In c- if you need something, let me know. <laughs> that one's good. I like that one. Gotcha. All right, man. See you. Which was tell you me were going to say in your experience. Okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. I remember where I'm going now. Okay, back to it now. I'm good. So, in your experience, or really, do you have experience mm-hmm. fishing like down towards the Skyway, that part of Tampa Bay? Because again, completely different fishery. Yeah, I mean, I fished the Skyway. I've yeah. never been really in the inside. I've been like a few times, and it was only like literally like bait fishing pretty much yeah, yeah. once um when i fished the actual skyway and i caught like one of the biggest took of my life underneath the bridge it was like a, the main bridge or yes, like the fishing yeah, bridge? a giant like on the dolphin circle jerk things i don't know what they're called um but 
the dolphin what? <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So, um, but um, those things, I caught it on that. We were catching like snapper and I stuff. I still don't even know what you're talking about. No, the like, dolphin what? Yeah, there's like the the round things underneath the skyway. Like they're like the do- the dolphin circle things. I don't know what they're it's supposed to be. Something I'm, with dolphins. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Dolphins. Man. Um, yeah. We could we Frick could deal dolphins. with a little. Yeah, we um, could deal with less dolphins but around here. I fished FWC, there. FWC, if you're listening, maybe we should open up like a limited dolphin season with bows. That'd be anyway, fun, like harpooning them. Anyway, yeah. I don't um, condone any of this behavior. I'm yes, just saying. Yeah. A few less dolphins wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. It's true. Um, and then I've fished on the like w- kind of far in the inside um tech and it was like bait fishing and snook fishing and stuff like right. that but not much yeah so same yeah. um like i've i've bait fished there yeah um with a captain like years yeah. ago i've done like a couple of trips out there my biggest snook that i will never truly know if it was the biggest thing biggest snook ever like Every, everyone in my family, men-wise, meaning my brothers and my dad, we all have a fish over 40, including mm-hmm. me, or right at 40. Yeah. And I've seen a 42. Yeah. My older brother has a 42. Yeah. So I know what a big snook is. Mm-hmm. I hooked a snook when I was like 15 down there, middle of winter, super cold, bait fishing. It was windy. Mm-hmm. We're fishing like this half-sunk, like, spoil island, basically. York. And uh, bait fishing, guy was chumming, and... My Cajun Thunder goes down, and, like, I just, like, lay in. Yeah, Cajun Thunder, there you go. Sick. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was 15. I didn't know what I was doing. And oh, and this is when the CI4 the CI four just came out. So oh, this man. guy had a couple of CI4s, yeah. and I was yeah. using one. That's a high roller. But it was missing a handle. So, oh. you know, it had just basically, like, this flat stick that he had, like, jerry-rigged on That's there. good. Yeah. So, anyway, um, hooked this giant snook. You can hate me in the comments if you want. Like I said, at that point, I knew what a 42-inch snook looked mm-hmm. like. This was every bit of 45 plus. Yeah. We got yeah. it up to the side of the boat. Yeah. The guy had commented about how big of a snook this is and that mm-hmm. this this is probably the biggest snook he's ever seen. Yeah. My dad said the same thing. Yeah. And when he goes down to net it, because again, mm-hmm. that's a fish that if you grab it by the jaw and lift it up, you're going to kill it. Yeah. You are going to yeah. kill it. Yeah. So he goes down with the net, hook straightens, the fish comes off at the boat. We all got a good look at it. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Um, well, I think we've all had a fish like that before, especially, and I feel like it's always a snook, you know? I guess my whole point, yes, my point is, like, the bay is a magical place. Mm-hmm, for sure, yeah. I, for fishing. Yes. Do you think, to my next point, yes. not, not to go down the rabbit hole okay. yet, that's okay. next, I yeah. think. Do you think in the time, like, did you fish it much growing up, or has it been, just been more since you've lived down there? No, literally, I would say all of my Tampa Bay fishing has been since I moved to Safety Harbor. Okay. I've done a few things, and I've done right. some adventuring and things like that. Um, adventuring? Yes, adventuring. Yeah, when you know mean? we were young, dumb, and just had more time yeah. on our hands than Doing we knew to do with it. Doing dolphins under the sky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, so... Well, I guess you could say that our our Tampa Bay fishing we've done majority of it is at the outflow, is at the tarpon outflow, because that is the bay. Yeah, if you want to consider it, that that's the most northern part of the bay. But that's yes, but that's a whole other animal because now you're dealing with. Remember that night we we were night fishing and you caught like a six pound bass. Yeah, this is on the saltwater side, by the way. On a first light, yes, a first light jig, giant. A you caught like a thirty inch snook, so respectable fish, like a six pound bass. Yeah really big bass yeah 
And then what you you snagged a mullet? No, like a I, giant I mullet, caught a you? mullet. It ate it. Remember it? It, it did. It ate I that couldn't jig. remember. If, but yeah. it was like three consecutive it was casts. Yeah. You caught it in like three consecutive yeah. casts on the saltwater side. Yeah. That's a completely different fishery. I, it like is. you have to lump that. It so is. again, that was one For thing sure. I missed earlier. Yeah. Is like you also have this freak of nature with mm-hmm. like giant alligators. Biggest yeah. alligator I've ever seen has been there on the saltwater side. You too. Yep. Bull sharks like crazy, yep. Yep. 200 pound tarpon yep. rolling year yep. round up yep. there by the dam. So like that's like the Amazon jungle for sure. Yeah, but I mean no, the most of my excuse me, I'm getting getting excited. Yeah. Um, most of my Tampa Bay fishing has been since what 2020 I moved. Um, so I mean it's only been three years that I've got to really get to know that area. Right, so, I guess. Well, but like, do do you? Do you think you had enough experience with it before to make a judgment based on do you think it's better now or do you think it was better when you were younger, let's say like high school slash college age? I will say college age because yeah. neither, of, neither I mean, of us are college people. Personally, I have a hot take on whether fishing has been better or worse. I okay. think it's always been good. I think okay. people just like to complain about things. I, I agree with that. And there's more people, you know, to complain about it. Um, yeah. So I uh, I, I think personally, I think the bay has always been good. Um, I don't think it might have been maybe a little bit better because there was okay. less people, but I think there's still a heck of a lot of fish, and I don't think that a lot of the things that have happened the past couple of years have affected the upper bay. Well, okay, so the only thing I would push back on a little bit is like, I think the things that you're talking about, they'll remain nameless, but let's say just mm-hmm. let's just call them. Um, Rhiny Roint, yeah, yeah, they, it, rain, might, yeah, it yeah. may rhyme with that, and yeah. then, and then there was another one that I would maybe throw into that loop, what, which was the Feather Sound Golf Course. They completely redid, yeah, and they redid all of the grass out there, which means they yeah. put down all new fertilizer, and mm-hmm. that fertilizer only has one place to really go, so mm-hmm. it washes out into the bay. Yeah. So, does that cause the algae blooms that cause the three million plus snook kills and mm-hmm. redfish kills that? tell everybody therefore they should stop keeping fish and if they keep a fish they're a bad person and they're gonna die and, yeah and uh have to pay for that type of a thing like no captains yeah. i don't think that yeah. keeping a fish here yeah. and there and again not to get political with it i do think fwc does a good job with seasons keeping it closed because remember two years ago it was two fish per person meaning mm. redfish yeah that you could harvest or six per boat yeah now it's two per boat yeah or one per person yeah right am i 100 percent right on that i think so i think I it's mean, i think it's a minimum it yeah. doesn't matter if there's 10 people on the boat yeah you can only keep two fish for the i'm not boat, or one per person i would say we're on a different side i would be fine if they completely closed everything forever you know well, uh, and i know you like to keep fish not saying uh, i don't but, like to keep fish but, but here's the thing like every once in a while yeah. i have not kept a fish in probably two years yeah. i've never kept a fish out of the bay yeah me either yeah. now not because i'm against it yeah but because i just haven't caught a redfish in the bay that was mm-hmm. slot and yeah. i was where i was in a place like i'm not going to keep one when i wait yeah. like if i'm out on the boat yeah. and i have a cooler with ice in it mm-hmm. like then maybe that's a question because my family likes redfish yeah. and i like redfish i will keep them if i fish out in the intercoastal mm-hmm. But I certainly don't keep – like, redfish for me is, like, a once-a-year thing. Yeah, yeah. I've never kept a snook. That I have a yeah. hard time doing. And some guys are the complete opposite. They'll keep a snook and not mm-hmm. keep a redfish. Yeah, so, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I just see that as an interesting thing. But, like, yeah. I've just never been able to bring myself to eat a snook. I don't view redfish that same way. Mm-hmm. Though I think I have more respect for redfish than I do snook fishing-wise, meaning yeah. after for the sport of it. Yeah. But, I, like, I think that – 
back to like the disasters, if you want to call them disasters that happened in the Bay, like I do think a lot of that stuff did affect the water quality. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. When I first moved to Safety Harbor, the Philippi Flat was covered in grass. Yeah. Turtle grass. Yeah. There's no turtle grass out there anymore. That's true. That's only yeah. been four years. Yeah. So there's no more turtle grass out there. There yeah. is grass. Most of it's disconnected. Most of it's like, I, I don't think it's sargasm, but mm-hmm. it's that floating grass that. Yeah kind of just moves in and out with tides yeah. and wind and, and stuff like that. But the grass is starting to come back. But I've noticed the amount of algal, algal, algal blooms, whatever Whoa. you want to call it, yeah. and the actual just really looking at it in layman's terms. Like, again, I'm not a scientist. Just looking at the grass, it's like looking at your yard. If you're in the summer, if you don't have sprinklers and you don't there's no rain your grass mm-hmm. is going to die yeah. why because it's not getting the nutrients that it needs or yeah. something's killing the nutrients aka yeah. the the sun and no water i think it's similar the negative effects of you know the whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it the disasters that happened up there i do think that has something to, to play with it however on your note where it's now been turned into a political they're out to get us mm-hmm. mentality yeah i don't know if i play necessarily into that but i do get the side of the guys that say that that make their living out there i do i do understand that yeah but to chastise somebody for keeping a fish out there because that's your livelihood is like saying yeah i mean you can't drive your car if i'm going to be on the road because of risk of killing me yes yeah it's stupid yeah it's just a little too over the top but if we go down that path everybody's going to hate us and never come in here again and i don't want to do that yeah but um that okay so like let's let's do you have anything else in there or can we pivot to no, something I, crazy no i i think i think we're ready to to get weird okay. if you, if you could so so, so we're going to get weird let me preface this by saying um i don't think i truly have an opinion on this stuff but i do think it's very we have a lot of thoughts but it's very it. entertaining yes, yeah. and i like to yeah. s- i like to think that this stuff is hilarious to talk about for sure yeah to me and yes. it's purely entertaining yeah I that being said yeah. there's a dude in safety harbor we yeah. know who we're talking about but yeah. he will remain nameless yeah. who told me yeah the to- 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 tokaboga tribe tokaboga tribe yes. yeah cast this blessing yeah. slash curse yeah. slash whatever you want to yeah. call it protection thing on the bay specifically the upper part of the mm-hmm. bay protecting the redfish yeah here we go yeah and protecting the peninsula from the storms that yeah. i've heard so like yeah. the crazy like middle-aged yeah. single women yeah that are like into the weird mysticism yeah. and stuff are like yeah, they yeah. Cross. that's why we never get hit by a hurricane yeah. it's like okay we got smoked in 1992 by hurricane andrew and supposedly supposedly yeah, yeah i wasn't alive yeah. technically so yeah. i don't know if we actually got yeah. smoked or not yeah. by hurricane andrew but i know this in my lifetime i mean i've been through dozens of storms yeah. or or per se and i've had many hurricanes that aren't as bad as some of the yeah. thunderstorms that we've had yeah but for whatever reason we never really get direct hit and remember two years ago yeah we were supposed to get smoked yes or yeah. was it two years ago or like a year and a half no, that was ago? last it, year yeah so yeah. it was la- last yeah. hurricane season you're yeah. right i'm sorry what storm is that called again I, do you remember what that storm was called adam the one that hit us last year that irma like, no it wasn't irma the one that was supposed to direct hit us and then it hit down south what was that storm Ian. called? Ian, Hurricane Ian. Ian. Yeah. Yeah. Really? You're not. You're my Jamie. I'm your Joe Rogan. You're my Jamie. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. fine. Okay. So, if you remember, Hurricane Ian last mm. 
hurricane season yeah. was supposed to hit us. Every yes. single plot was yeah. like it was literally going to come yeah. in uh, through Egmont, like Egmont yes. and and yeah. Port DeSoto, like yeah. down there. It was going to come in and literally yeah. rip the Safety Harbor t- was going to be gone. Like, everything, really like Tampa was going to be yes. gone. St. Yeah. Pete was going to be gone. Yeah. Like everything was going yeah. to be gone because those things are freaking huge. Like yeah. that storm stretched from the keys to the panhandle like yeah. it was a couple several that's several hundred miles wide the entire storm just yeah. the eye alone is what uh, 200 miles wide or whatever it was crazy so yeah. like we were supposed to literally disappear yeah. what happened the night before it was going to crush us it turned it south turned. and it crushed yeah, it cape turned. coral and yeah. it turned yes so yeah you, you look like you have i do yes okay. so who is the tokaboga oh, tribe okay. let's let's yeah. get into yeah. this real quick yeah. so it was a indian tribe that was in safety harbor Yep. From 900 to 1500, when the, until the Spaniards yeah. gave them the smallpox blankets. So basically, like supposedly, yeah. So basically, and they got went, rid of them. They went extinct. Yes. In like 1700, almost like yes. on the number, at yes. least from what I it, yes. what I read about. Yeah. But that was like the main time when they were like super there. But majority of them were in Safety Harbor. And what did they do in Safety Harbor? They built mounds. Well, okay, but but that's not so. Yes, you're right. Yes, their capital city was Philippi Park. What yes. is now Philippi Park? Yes. That was yeah. considered their capital. So yes. their their Tallahassee yeah. per se, or their Tampa, yeah. was that. However, they were all over Pinellas County. They were. Yeah, they were into Polk County yeah. in the later area. So they they like interbred with Creek Indians. The the Creek or the Cree. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. And again, I'm butchering it. Let me yeah. know. I don't really care. It is what it is, but you get the gist of it. So they were like intermarrying yeah. and having children with a different tribe as they were starting to mm-hmm. shrink after the, the Spanish and the Europeans yes. basically came yeah. over. So again, this is like in the single-digit years or the three-digit years into like basically they lived for what about nine hundred years is what I the, yeah, read something or like something that, like yeah. that. So they found mounds, these shell mounds, and and what I read about the shell mounds is I've heard that they're like sacred places but i've also heard that they're just trash dumps for these people so basically that they would build they would build their houses in like a circle yes yes and they would put they would eat mostly their their diet mainly consisted of they were hunter gatherers yeah seafood deer and fish and 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 manatees manatees. yes they they ate manatees delicious by the way if anybody can get their hands on some manatee yeah i would love to take it i I would just like to try just to say yeah anyway uh i don't condone killing manatees so what I read is that they had they found these shell mounds in Tierra Verde mm-hmm. um, all the way down in what's the most southern part of St. Pete down there? Just, uh, is that St. Pete Beach or like – Yeah, it's like – there's, the, there's that like Shell down, Island yeah, or whatever Shell Island. Is. So yeah, basically yeah, yeah. like yeah. Um, um, right Egg, – Egmont would yep. really be it. Egmont and like Fort yep. DeSoto, they found these shell mounds there. Mm-hmm. They found these shell mounds in Whedon Island. Yep. In 1898 – this is interesting. I read this this morning. Whedon Island was given as a wedding present to some guy hmm. that basically built a house hmm. there, but he was going back and forth from the mainland because there's no way there was no way to get to it. Yeah. So at least then now they got I think I think there's a bridge you can get into it. It's like mm-hmm. a state park. I've only been to it by boat, so I haven't been to it. I think you can drive there and get there by car. Yeah. But the interesting thing to me is when we put the paddle boards in the water, mm-hmm. I don't want to paddle like I would love to fish that bank over by that power plant in Oldsmar there. Yeah. I don't want to paddle there. That's no. really far. Yeah. These people made canoes. Yeah. These Toboga, Toboga back in the Toboga tribe. I can never say Yeah, Toboga. Yeah. So they made these dugout canoes like they burned them. You know, they burned the holes into them. They paddled from God knows where, Safety Harbor, 
St. Pete, and they they found and basically like lived on Weedon Island mm-hmm. because these shell mounds supposedly, again, it depends on which historian um, wrote the article. It was either their trash dump from the houses because they would eat oysters and snails and crabs and whatever else, and they would mm-hmm. just toss all the shells in the middle yeah. and and their trash, and the only thing that's left is the shells. Mm-hmm. Or it was some sacred thing. But yeah. basically anywhere they find these, yeah. so, so they weren't just in Safety Harbor. Mm-hmm. This was like their capital, and then it's like everything else from there. See, it was just the Pinellas Peninsula, but not yeah. even back then it wasn't the Pinellas. It wasn't yeah. the Pinellas Peninsula until the guy named Pinella or whatever yeah. like came here and like Lou Pinella. settled yeah. it. But that, was, that, was, that hasn't even been that long ago. That was yeah. only like late 1800s. That mm-hmm. wasn't even – so basically it was only Native Americans here yeah. in Pinellas yeah. until almost 1900. Yeah. But what if, hear me out for a little bit. So we know that the the Tocoboga tribe created these mounds to keep us safe from hurricanes. Or at least that's what they're saying. Supposedly. What if they put a spell on the upper Tampa Bay to make it hard to catch fish so the Spaniards would die? And that's the reason why. That's the reason why it is hard to catch fish up there because there's a curse on the fish to make it difficult. And that's why... The pinfish don't aren't there. They're only south. That I didn't think about it. But okay, but but my only thing with that is like there's pinfish at Weedon Island. There's a shell mound there. But no, there is. I've caught supposedly, it. I've caught yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, okay. So. What about the corn thing? So this is getting even deeper into it, okay? So we know that they put a curse on the redfish, so that's why you can't catch redfish, or at least it's supposedly, hard. At least supposedly. That's what that one guy yeah. told me that one time. Yeah. So but the Tokoboga tribe somehow got corn. Corn was not a thing in Pinellas County at that time. It How wasn't Pinellas County. No, it was just no. There's no corn. It was no just corn. the peninsula. Yeah. But okay. But Where like, did here's they get my the corn from. Okay, so my there's here's my my several theories on that. Okay, I'm gonna start out way up here, way up in the clouds okay. here. The aliens gave it to me. Yeah, the aliens. Yeah, for sure. The aliens yeah, we can gave them that, the corn. We, we can axe that one out. Okay. Like I said, I think they were intermingling. So so the article I read about the corn yeah. thing was that they had got it from a different northern tribe. What does northern mean? Okay. There's know. a bunch of Indian tribes in Florida. Yeah. They're still they're still kind of is. I guess the mm-hmm. Seminole is still the biggest. They have like yeah. three thousand members. They're all of I four. Um the the um what was the ones down south in the Everglades? Mikasuki? The Osceolas maybe? No, not the Osceolas. Okay. The Mikasuki, I think. Okay. There's like Mayaka um, and all that stuff. And yeah. then there was like the creek over in the middle of the yeah. state. And that's what makes sense to me because like if you go to Polk County now, there's still some farmland out mm-hmm. there. Now it's mostly cattle. Yeah. But pretty much most of Florida except for like Miami, mm-hmm. Fort Lauderdale, Tampa, the cities, mm-hmm. Orlando, everything else is cattle country. It's yeah. all woods and, and cattle ranches. Yeah. So there's plenty of farming around. Safety Harbor sitting as high as it does on, like, it's a sand hill. Safety mm-hmm. Harbor is just a giant sand yeah. hill. So, like, I live a block from the water, technically, off of mm-hmm. North Bay Shore. So, I, I literally, I can walk out my front door and see the water 200 yards from mm-hmm. me. But I'm still 20 feet above sea level. Yeah. So, you got to fly weird. on your shirt. That thing's been flying around here all day. It's a unit. Yeah, that thing yeah. is. I think he's been, he was yeah. chowing down on yeah. some trash, yeah. and he's too full to, like, yeah. fly around, so he's yeah. super lazy. Yeah. But he's been dodging bullets all morning. Yeah. So I think the um, – like in the hurricanes that have hit us, 
hit us, if you want to call it that. Not direct hits, but, yeah. but the stuff, the, the last few yeah. that have been bad. We got kissed. Yeah, yeah we got, oh, we definitely yeah, got yeah. kissed. We got smooched. Yeah, we got, we got smooched yeah. for sure. Yeah. So the last, so Irma and there was one before that, the bay was completely dry. Yeah. I remember seeing pictures. Yeah. Freaking crazy yeah. to see Tampa Bay. So basically, the the storm sucked all of the water out of Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. and the entire thing was completely dry. This last one, what was it called again? Ian? Ian. Yeah. Ian. Ian filled the bay up with water. Mm-hmm. So I got water that came like up over Bayshore. St. Pete got smoked. Yeah. Bayshore was covered in water. Yep. Oldsmar was covered <clears throat> in water. But like we were fine in Safety Harbor. Mm-hmm. It sits so high above yeah. sea level. I think we have been hit directly by storms, and it's just not a. There's as far as I'm aware, there's the only. Like, I feel like right now the relationship is is you're bringing up the conspiracies, I'm debunking them. Yeah, yeah, I don't. That's I don't, not it. Yeah, I think. Yeah. That, yeah. It's, yeah. We know that they put a curse on the redfish, and uh, that's why it's hard to catch. That's I mean, why that's hard to yeah, catch. yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're they are keeping us safe from the hurricanes with the, the mountains as well. So that's yeah. They think though, like there's a lot of historians that think that the there's been so many mounds that have been mowed over not like mowed like with a mower but i mean like pushed out of the way and like built on top of and and like developed on yeah. and that they're just yeah whether by yeah you know ignorance or yeah. they don't really care they just want to build houses there like that there was probably a lot more so oh like, for sure yeah i mean like the, the storm the, thing is like interesting the thing is. about the fish is that because like it makes sense think about it Think about it. Those are the hardest fish in the world. They had to take those hardest Spaniards out somehow, so they they cursed the redfish so they couldn't eat. Um, I saw this. I saw this painting of um, like this artist rendition yeah. of them fishing. Yeah. And like in my mind, I'm thinking like reading this article, like that they're fisher that they fish and they're hunter gatherers. So hunter gatherers, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah. so like they killed deer and yeah. and you know didn't grow crops or whatever. But I'm I'm still thinking of them like with like a cane pole or like a rod. They fish with like these. They they created the fish trap. Hmm. which was interesting to me. So I saw this painting of yeah. them just, like, corralling redfish. Hmm. There was, like, some mullet mixed in, but there was, like, a ton of redfish. The guy drew it in there. Sick. And like, That's, That's what I'm talking about. So. Back to the corn, though. Um, where did the corn come the from? Ca- the, I think the corn came from another tribe. They yeah? bartered it. Yeah. What about this? Okay. <laughs> so. GMOs. They contacted something different. You're freaking me out. They got the corn from the skunk ape. Oh, okay. I got one on the skunk ape. Yeah. So think about this. So they contacted the skunk ape who was moving up north and south, meeting the skunk ape buddies, and he had some corn, and they traded with the with the skunk ape. No, I, that, I can't. That why not? This, because the skunk ape wants to eat people and uh, kill we don't people. Know that right? Maybe he Mitch liked. Hedberg said that the reason that all of the pictures of Sasquatches are blurry yeah. is because the Sasquatch is blurry. Yeah, and, it's and not, that's a whole other thing. And it's thing. not the photographer's yeah. fault. Yeah. The Sasquatch He's got a cloaking is device. Yeah. I have a theory on the, the skunk ape, okay. yeti, whatever you want to yeah. call it thing. If you think about these tribes yeah. back in those days when they were, you know, we were doing what, you know, white Europeans were doing, which was moving in and considering yeah. everything ours. Pillaging. Yeah, yeah pillaging. <laughs> we were doing that, exploring the new world. So these people start to go extinct. Slash, even really before that, it's like, well, if this is a tribe of people. Mm-hmm. And there's only, let's say, a few hundred of them. At some point, there's going to be inbreeding, right? That's, yes, yeah. Un- yeah. Unfortunately, that is a sad fact. What is, What is one of the sad facts about inbreeding? Y- you die. Well, you die. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you get some, some mutations yeah. every once in yeah, a while. Yeah, some weird stuff going on. Yeah. What if there is a popular, what if y- you get enough of that going on, mm-hmm. 
and you've got these these skunk ape type people, but they're just mutated inbred people. That's and a that's good what one. you've got running around. That's a good one. So and maybe like there's a mutation where they've lived for a long time. Yeah, they're more. Or, or there's enough of them that they've created their own babies per yeah. se. They live in the Everglades. I'm just saying. Yeah. You oh the Everglades man. So uh, FWC officer, buddy of ours, mm-hmm. um, who used to work down in the Everglades. Mm-hmm. Dude said he saw some crazy stuff. Oh, I believe it for sure. I mean, I don't think, like, I did. I I still, I I fished ten thousand islands. I fished Chukaluski. I fished the Everglades before. You don't realize the scale and size Mm -hmm. of the Everglades. It's literally almost the entire lower section of Florida, from like Marco Island. Yeah, it's giant across and down. It is huge. Yeah, like it is giant. Absolutely. Let me Google that. How many acres is it? I think it's like. I thought it was like two million or I think three million it's like acres, two million I believe. Acres. So something like that. So I mean, it's it's huge for sure, um, and it's a totally untouched area. I mean, you can't one one point five million yeah, acres close. Yeah. throughout Dade, Monroe, and Collier counties in Florida, in the southern yeah. tip of the Atlantic coastal plain. Yeah. So it's literally it covers the Gulf and the Atlantic okay. part partway. Yeah. So so what you're saying with all this is that you agree with me that the Togoboga tribe got corn from the skunk apes and that they were a possible <laughs> gen- genetic mutation that yeah, has it, lived I, forever. It could be because okay. they supposedly went extinct in 1700, very yeah. sad. Yeah. Uh, everybody said they were a peaceful tribe. Yeah. And um, heard they were tall, which is interesting. Really? Yeah, they were taller, taller folk. Yeah. I don't know, man. The world of uh, conspiracies is pretty. Did you know that Brad Pitt and Obama are related? That's true. They're yeah. ninth cousins. Yeah. Yeah. Did you that know that the Bushes and the Obamas are? I say the Obamas. Barack was adopted. Mm-hmm. His real name's not Barack. It yeah. was Barry. Yes. Yeah. And he's somehow related, cousins-wise, to George W. Or like, no, I'm sorry. I think it's George H. W. And Barry's adopted father, who, by the way, was like a major in the Indonesian army. I'm freaked out. Got arrested for like genocide, like attempted genocide. I'm freaked out. Huh. I'm just saying, you want to get into the conspiracies. Next episode, well, I think we get deeper. That's into what like this the, is all crazy about. Is talking about fishing and conspiracies. Fishing and conspiracies. Yeah, so that's, that's a crazy one. That's what we're doing here. I like that. I got to do. Yeah, sure. but I got to do a lot right. more research on that yeah. stuff. Yeah. No. Before that, anything else? No, I think we covered, we figured out, you know, why the redfish in the upper Tampa Bay are hard to catch. Um, of the to- because of the Tokoboga tribe. Tokoboga. Tokoboga, right? Tokoboga. Close, yeah. That's why they're hard to catch. And what can we do to release the curse? That's really what it is. I think it's fly fish. I think we have fly fish. Is it I mean, I think it's fading, you know. I think we're learning how to catch them. I think they had, like, good intentions about it. Maybe, maybe to like protect them. I don't know. It either had to do with protecting them or like getting the Spaniards out of there. So it'd be kind of cool to have one of those metal Spaniard hats, you know, like the conquistadors. I read read that it's so like the article that was talking about that they're like a peaceful people. It's like except for the time that they beat a missionary to death with a club. Ah, yeah, that's uh, when he hopped hopped out of the boat and they just beat the crap out of him until he died. Yeah, so poor guy. Well, this was good. I think we we learned a lot. Yeah. So. Thank you, everybody, for coming and listening. We look forward to doing more of these and talking about conspiracies and fishing. Yeah, so our goal is to do at least one a week, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's a a pretty good aim. So, yeah, we're going to get – 
we're we're <laughs> I like to think we like to take the deep dive into some of this yeah. stuff and just yeah. read all about it, regardless yeah. of whether we believe it or not. I just it's so entertaining to read about all yeah. of this stuff. So, but yeah, we uh, we pretty much have nothing to offer you except for entertainment. So yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Next time at fishing is a simulation. See you. See you later. I thought it was great. We'll have to have special guests for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's talking about Tic Tac. Yeah. I wonder what he, how, how he feels about the. Uh, Where's Austin? Austin. <laughs>